this exact time last year, I got this invitation in the mail. This is a friend of mine, Jackie. She is a friend, but she's also a female pastor. And I was really excited when I got this wedding save the date because that meant my friend, my female pastor friend was getting married. And I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but sometimes it's hard for girl preachers to find somebody to marry. (laughs) Not everybody wants to marry a girl preacher. In fact, sometimes when you are on a date and somebody finds out that you're a girl and actually a minister, then there's never a second date. Where I'm from, if you're a girl and they find out that you're a preacher, they just kind of assume you're a nun. And all of a sudden, yeah, I know, they go into like these moments of confession and then you never hear from the person again until there's a big life event or they need help on the next relationship. So, yes, I was so excited when my friend, girl pastor, was getting married. But she was supposed to be married in August. And right after we got this invitation or this save the date, the world changed. And about a month before August, we got this in the mail. Oh, no, postponed postponed if you can see my friend Jackie was supposed to be married yesterday friends she is not married because her Christmas card looked like this (laughs) I know as soon as I got this I couldn't help but smile and I have to be honest with you I just laughed And I didn't laugh because it's funny. I laughed because of the joy I felt when I found it and got it. I mean, first of all, these these pictures are just getting prettier and prettier. I actually love all the pictures that they're using. But then I was so excited because it meant COVID. You did not get this one. It meant that my friend Jackie was going to wait to be married in front of her people, in front of her village, in front of her community. She was going to wait until all her people could gather together around her and celebrate this life event. So no quarantine, you did not get to claim this one. No COVID, you do not get to end this relationship. You may have impacted other things, but not this. And I found a joy in that. And now, you know what? You better believe I'm going to that wedding. I mean, the first time I got the invitation this time last year, I went, oh, yeah, I hope one of us can go to that. (laughs) I mean, you know, things are complicated. Schedules get busy. It's hard to get to weddings. So I just thought, wow, one of us, Nathan, needs to go to that wedding. Second time I got the invitation, I thought, oh, bless her heart. She's still not getting married. Third time I get the invitation, You better believe I'm going because now it means more than it did a year ago. And so, yes, my friend is going to get married on a Saturday night in a totally different state of Virginia. And so, Tyler, 
Arturo, we're going to have to make new plans. Charlie and Maggie in the production booth, we're going to have to make plans. We're going to have to live stream worship on Sunday morning from a wedding in Virginia because I'm not sure I'm going to be back in time. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Live streaming from Virginia day after wedding. Why not? I actually want to talk to you about another wedding. And for this wedding, I have absolutely no idea the guest list the whole guest list, and I have no idea how many times people were invited. But I know Jesus was there, and I know his mom was there. The wedding story I want to share with you comes from the Gospel of John. It's in the second chapter. It's a full 11 verses, and so we're going to read all 11 of the whole story from Cana, and so here we go. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing, there were six stone jars, water jars, for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out, take it to the chief steward. So they took it. And when the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and the disciples believed in him. This is a great wedding story because it's vivid. It's fun. And we all know what a wedding looks like. But this particular wedding story, it has a very specific purpose. In fact, the entire Gospel of John has a very specific purpose. The Gospel of John is written with a high Christology. That means the whole purpose of John is to see Jesus more as Christ than any other office. So the other Gospels, they write about Jesus as teacher and prophet and leader, and Abba, and the Son of God. John writes about Jesus as the Messiah, the Christ. The other Gospels tell stories of teaching so that we can learn. They tell parables and pericopes. The Gospel of John tells miracle stories. John is very specific to give us sign stories, these miracles. So much that the very first section, the first 12 chapters of John, it's actually called the Book of Signs. And in the Book of Signs, there are 
seven miracles. Seven. Why seven? Seven's a holy number. Do not worry to my friend Jackie. You will not have to reschedule your wedding seven times, I hope, to make it holy. Because three's a holy number too. In fact, the wedding story I just read, it was on the third day. The third day we have a wedding story. The third invitation we have a wedding story. Some people say that John used the number three here to reference the third day Jesus was risen. Some people say it's the three parts of the Trinity. But some people also have noted that it's just consecutive. First chapter of John, John says, well, on the first day, this happens. And then on the second day, so this could just be on the third day. So here we have the first of the signs. On the third day, we have a wedding story. And like all of the sign stories, this is used to point us to a deeper truth. And the deeper truth of all seven signs is always to reveal God's glory. And you always know what happened. You know the truth you're supposed to find because in every story, the truth is right smack dab in the middle of the narrative. So now that we know that, let's dive in. We have a miracle story. Who knows what the miracle is? Water into wine. Very good. Whoever kind of whispered that. The miracle is water and wine. Very good. So what's the truth? What's the truth of that? I'll help you all. Okay. So the truth of the story, we know because we are good Old Testament scholars. As Old Testament scholars, we know that these jars of water are a direct reference to the waters of purification used in ceremonies. And we also know, because we're good Old Testament scholars, that the amount of water jugs, the six jugs of 20 to 30 gallons, it is such an abundancy, it's really a figure of speech. And we recognize this figure of speech of abundant wine from the prophets of Joel and Amos. Joel and Amos reference this moment by saying both of them in each of their prophecies. The Messiah will come when mountains are dripping with wine. So as Old Testament people, we know that the miracle is water into wine. The truth is we are moving from the purification water of the Old Testament into the messianic wine of the New Testament. We are moving from the old straight into the new. And frankly, I think that is something we can relate to. We have new ways of doing everything now. We have new ways of dating. We have new ways of being married. We have new ways of being community, new ways of being family, and we have new ways of being church. Thank goodness. And God is telling us that in the midst of all of these things that are new, remember the truth and the sign and the signal that all things can reveal God's glory through Christ. 
invitations are starting to flow again. We are starting to be invited to things. Invitations are flowing through the mail, through email, through text, through social media. And gone are the days of casual RSVPs. Now, with every invitation, we have a set number of questions we ask. Is this event inside or outside? How many people are going to be at this? Are there masks or no masks? And all of a sudden, we accept whether or not we want that exposure level. And we make decisions on other invitations we want to accept to determine if we're going to accept these. Because now, these are good 2021 questions, but now we know that our decisions have an impact. They actually have consequences and can make a difference. And so now, we have an opportunity to make all things new again. We have an opportunity to bring vitality to our spirituality. We have an opportunity to bring reconciliation to the community. And we have an opportunity to bring honesty to every relationship we are in. We have an opportunity in front of us now, in the new, to be able to say to our partner, our spouse, our friend, here are all the good things about our relationship that are good and healthy and helpful. And here are all of the things that are hurtful and are harmful to me. Here are the good things in our community that are helpful and good. And here are the things in our community that are harmful and are causing pain. Here are the things in our church that are good, that we want to hold on to. And here are the things in church that need to be gone because they are harmful and evil. We have an opportunity before us to make things new and good. I was on a phone call with our district pastors, and one of the district pastors said his mantra this year has been, Focus on the sign and ignore all the noise. Focus on the sign and ignore the noise. God is asking us to stay focused on the truth that has been set before us. And whatever it is that is pulling us or tempting us away, we need to be ignoring we cannot be pulled and tempted away from the wedding feast. Stay in the middle of our truth. There's another wedding invitation I want to tell you about. I got this one, I don't know. It's been a few years. It's been a bit ago. But I remember it so vividly because as soon as I checked the mail... I knew what it was based on the envelope because my name was not as it appears in that little clear window. <laughs> and my name wasn't on some little formatted little label. Somebody took the time to write out my name. And I saw on the back of the envelope it was from Texas. And I didn't know anybody in Texas. So I was really excited and I opened it up and there it was. 
And this wedding invitation was so amazing. It wasn't that typical little rectangle size like mine was. It was like this weird shape. And it wasn't white or off-white. It was like stark white in your face. And it didn't have, you know, the dark ink of little wedding invitations supposed to have, that traditional font. This invitation, the ink was hot pink. And instead of having like one of three borders you can select on your engraved invitation, this one had two inches of silk all around the invitation. But not just any silk. It was green, orange, pink, and purple plaid. And instead of saying reception to follow, it said dinner and dancing. I was so excited. I was like, oh, I've got to go to this. So I stuck it on the fridge. Of course, Nathan comes home and he sees the invitation on the refrigerator. He's like, let me guess. You think you're going to that, don't you? I was like, yes, I do like you know you don't even know who they are I'm like it doesn't matter my name was on the invitation he said no really Marion you don't know who they are I was like it doesn't matter he said I barely know who this is this is like a friend of a college friend really we're not going I was like no really we are I'm sorry and he looked at me he's like you know Marion this wedding is in Mexico on a Saturday night don't think you're going to make it back in time to preach the next day. <laughs> well, you know, all right. I wasn't paying attention to the details. It was just something so new and so different. And I felt like they needed me. They needed me at that wedding feast. Friends, God needs you at the wedding feast. And God is going to invite you over and over and over again. God is going to invite you once, twice, three times, as many times as it takes for you to gather at the feast of the table. Because God is waiting for God's people, God's village, God's tribe to stand together in abundant grace, abundant unity, and abundant love as a witness to God's glory through the power of Jesus Christ. And it happens here at this banquet, at this wedding. And so, save the date. Save the date because this year, the very first Sunday of every month, we as Chapel Roswell will gather at this banquet at this table where we have an invitation. And so may you pass along that invitation to all you know, whether you know them well or not, and whether they think that God knows them or not, because God does. And God will be waiting for us here at the table every first Sunday of the month. And maybe, just maybe, when we gather here, we may just have a taste of abundance and see the mountains dripping with wine. Amen.